Maybe you've never heard of a happy jar, but by the end of this episode, you're going to want one. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Have you ever sat down to do some marketing, but you just weren't quite sure who you should be reaching out to? I've got a new resource available at VOpreneur.com that is going to solve that for you. 40 of the most common job titles that I am reaching out to, connecting with, and working with for my voiceover business. You can grab this guide now at VOpreneur.com. Click on the store button. VOpreneur.com. Look for 40 job titles to connect with for voiceover. The Veopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur. Sometimes in pursuit of the big wins, we forget to take the time to celebrate the small ones that are helping to get us there to those big wins. When things aren't going as planned and disappointment and frustration sets in, we all need a reminder about how far we've come and how hard we're working. My guest today doesn't let herself forget, and the story of how she remembers is actually why I invited her to be on the show today. She's an award-nominated talent whose clients include Sam's Club, Lego, and uh, one of my personal favorites, Omaha Steaks. Uh, Welcome to the show, Jennifer Clark. Thank you, Mark. I have to tell you that you're doing me a favor because my kids think I'm going to be famous now that I'm on your podcast. So oh, thanks for I'm giving me so some sorry cool to disappoint your points. kids when they, when they find <laughs> out how them. many downloads. <laughs> they don't have to know. That's right. We're going to make you an, a celebrity. The yeah. red carpet cool will be mom. rolling out at your front door. Cool mom points. That's all I need. That's all that matters. All right. So I want to start at the beginning since we're talking about the mom thing. One of my favorite parts of your LinkedIn profile is something that I don't think I have ever seen listed on a LinkedIn profile. Prior to voiceover, your job slash company on your experience section uh, is pretty entertaining. Why, why don't you tell us about it? Do you even remember what it is? Um, are you talking about me being the CEO of my household? The, the S, it says S-A-H, I think, is the company that oh. was listed. <laughs> yeah. So that actually, that's stay-at-home mom. And I changed yes. that recently, actually, because that's lingo that only stay-at-home moms know. <laughs> Everyone else is like, what? I don't think I've ever seen anybody list it on their experience section of their LinkedIn profile, but I'm like, no, this is legit. I mean, I, I. But you know what? I, and I just added this too, because like I've played the roles of negotiator, meal maker, storyteller, financial planner, imagination. Soon to be celebrity. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, really, stay at home parents play. They just wear so many hats. And those are years that I would not trade. That was a choice that I made. Wanted to do that when my kids were little, but um, yeah, wouldn't trade that for the world. But yeah, it's a, it's part of my experience. That's a big part of my life. So I thought I'd list it. I think it was brilliant. And obviously, like you said, there's the, there are so many things that you learn and experience and go through in that position that translate very well into business, yeah. I think, ultimately. Yeah. So how does a stay-at-home mom decide, I should give voiceover a try? What brought that on? <laughs> well, voiceover is actually something I've wanted to do my whole life. Um, the Little Mermaid came out when I was eight, the, the first Little Mermaid. Yes. And my dad explained to me that that was an actual person. That was Jody Benson, that voice. And I, you know, when you're a kid, an animated character is 
a real thing. Um, and I remember standing in my living room and saying, that's what I want to do. I, I want to use my voice. And life took me a lot of directions. I was on stage my whole life with theater, musical theater, choirs, orchestra, ended up like being a classically trained vocalist and violinist. And I've always loved using my voice, but I ended up getting a degree in theology, which is another passion of mine. Um, and then decided, you know, after I married to stay home with my kids when they were little. And so at the end of that season of life, um, I knew that I needed to go back to work. And I just, my husband asked me, what do you want to do? And I said, I know exactly what I want to do, but I have no idea how you get there. And I started researching probably in 2019, how in the world, I didn't know anybody in voiceover, right? how you get there. I started researching, you know, Googling, how do you start voiceover and got hooked up with a a coach here locally in Kansas City who does mainly on-camera stuff, but I thought I need to start somewhere. And then it was just a snowball effect of it happened really fast. I did training and demos and, you know, renovated a, the coat closet for a little in-home studio. And my husband worked on a website for me. And then a week before COVID shut the whole country down, uh, I booked my first job. And so it happened way faster than I anticipated. I wanted to wait until the fall of 2020 when all the kids were in school. Ha right. ha. Jokes on me. They didn't go to school for 18 months. Yeah. How'd that work out for you. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, in in hindsight, it was exactly where I needed to be because we, during 2020, I was trying to build my business, learning to audition, coaching a little bit. And in 2021, uh, my husband lost his job. And so my little baby business and our savings had to keep us afloat. And if I wouldn't have started when I did, I wouldn't have been in the position that I was in order to help provide for the family. So hindsight's always perfect, right? But um, grateful it's definitely for that. not the ideal way to do it. No, but at the same I would time, not as, recommend it. Yes. But <laughs> as somebody who has lived through that experience where, you know, losing my job is what forced my hand. Uh, it can be incredibly motivating to say the oh, least yeah. when all of a sudden you've got, right, you've burned the boats, right? Like it, it, there's mm-hmm. there's no choice at this point. Either we make this yep. work or, or we're in trouble. And that's exactly how I felt in my business. It was either make this work or you're in trouble. And uh, it, yeah. it can be very, very motivating. So what was the first job that you landed? <laughs> An audiobook. <laughs> I thought I wanted to go into audiobooks because I'd spent a decade reading to my kids at right. home. And I love, love reading stories to my children. And I thought that's going to be just the best ramp into voiceover. And uh, it was in some ways because I had to learn how to do everything. It, right. I, I just had to tell myself, okay, I'm getting paid to learn. That's what's going on here because audiobooks, you don't make a lot of money and you spend a ton of time. Yep editing, recording, and all of that. So yeah, it was a huge learning curve. And it took me about three weeks to complete. And it was only like a two-hour memoir. So it was a special time. I learned a lot. And I said, a special time. not doing I that. I like the way you said it. It was a special time. <laughs> That's such a positive yeah. and optimistic spin on what most of us would probably be thinking if we were in that situation and probably cursing our decisions and whatnot. It was well, a I did time. pull my hair out a little bit. So follow that up with, this is early in 2020. 
So what mm-hmm. was the first big brand or, or big client that yeah. you landed where you pinched yourself and thought like, no, yeah. this is legit. I'm doing this. This is for real. It was scholastic. I booked a job off Voice 123 in the fall of 2020. And I, you know, booked a few little jobs for small companies that nobody'd heard of. But when I booked that, I thought, okay, I can do this. Maybe I can do this. And yeah, that was kind of where it took off. At least my confidence took off. I just have to say that I, I have worked for Scholastic for many, many years, and they are not probably the biggest client, right? They're not the most recognized client, yeah. but they were one of the ones that I was most excited about because mm-hmm. I remember going to the book fair every year when I was a 100%. kid. My my middleist, she still brings home the flyers. And yep. like, she knows she's got me, right? If, if she comes to me and asks me to spend money on <laughs> all these different things, I'm like, no, 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 no. She brings me the Scholastic Book Fair flyer. I'm like, no, we're not just going to go through the flyer. Like, let's go to the school. Let's walk through yes. the book fair. Here comes dad with, you know, $100 worth of books. Like, oh, she yeah. knows she's got me. I love the Scholastic Book Fair. So I think it's yeah. really fun. Uh, that I volunteer it every single year. Like, this is legit. That's cool. Yeah. LinkedIn is still one of my favorite places to do voiceover marketing. It's one of my favorite places to look for voiceover leads, make those connections, nurture those relationships, and turn them into prospects and clients. If you are not using LinkedIn for your voiceover business, you should be. But if you're not sure where to start, I want to help you. I am overhauling my Making Money with LinkedIn Masterclass to reflect all of the different changes that have happened on the platform. So it is going to be totally current for 2024. And I'm going to be teaching it live two different days and two different times. This is your opportunity to learn how to use LinkedIn like a rock star. And by the way, everything I teach in the class, you can do with a free profile. I'm going to be offering one class on February 13th at 1 p.m. Eastern and a second session February 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Get the details, get signed up, reserve your seat, go to vopreneur.com and click on the store button. Go to vopreneur.com, click on the store button and look for Making Money with LinkedIn February 13th or February 15th. Now back to our show. So I know you have the stay-at-home mom thing on your, your LinkedIn page. Uh, I thought it was interesting that you had it listed from 2008 to 2020. I'm guessing you didn't just give up your kids. (laughs) I'm guessing they're still there. They're still walking around. But I'm curious to know, because I think there's a lot of people that are in this situation as well. How do you balance everything? What what are some of your your go-to tips for time management productivity when I'm sure there's still kids running around? You know, when they're in school, that's one thing. But take summer, March break. After they get home from school, work still has yeah. to happen. How do you how do you handle it all? Yeah. Well, um, I give myself a lot of grace because it's a special I, time. I, I, it's a special <laughs> time. It is. <laughs> you know, I think I'm not the expert in this. I'm definitely learning, but I do feel like this past year I kind of got a little bit of a handle on it, on the juggle. One thing that I have to remember because I love working hard. I love hitting my goals. One thing that I had to literally write down and keep in front of me every single day is that my definition of success is different from other people. Mm -hmm. And part of my definition of success is that I can use my voice in meaningful ways to contribute to the world while 
playing the roles, the other roles that I love in life, like yep. mom and wife and volunteer. So it's all about balance to me. And if I don't keep that in mind, then I can go workaholic and ignore my children. And that's not healthy. Um, so for me, one thing that I do to balance all of that is I set office hours. Mm -hmm. So from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., I am all in right. on work Monday, Monday through Friday. Um, that doesn't mean that there aren't times that I work outside of those hours sure. to accommodate clients. But for me, having office hours and my children know my office hours, now they're older. You know, I have like nine through 15. So they can kind of understand office hours a little bit better. Jeez, what am but I doing wrong me. then? Because my 11-year-old still constantly comes walking through the well, door. <laughs> well, it still happens. But, you know, I, I do love my booth. It does kind of just give me a space that yep. they know if I'm in here, yep. unless you're bleeding, and I mean really bleeding. Yeah, not seriously just... bleeding, like, like <laughs> yes. from, a, from an artery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so that's one thing I do office hours. The other thing when they're home and Mark it's January. Okay. They have only been to school five days this month because of holiday break, national holiday. We've had crazy weather, snow, you know, Arctic blast. And yesterday they were off again. And, you know, sometimes- You feel like you're in the pandemic again, all over again. Yes. That's exactly what I told my husband. But when that happens, when it's summer, when it's holiday breaks, et cetera, um, I try to work in blocks of time. So right. for me, that means- getting up early and working when the house is quiet and it's dark and everybody is still sleeping. Um, and then I take a break and we all do stuff together. I make sure everybody's on their Chromebooks for the day doing virtual school, or I take them to their activities or whatever, yep. come back, do another two blocks. So that's really helpful for me. And it just, for my kids too, mom is not completely absent on yep. those days. Then when I'm one thing I'm trying to be really good at is being fully present wherever I am, whether that's with my children or in my booth doing my work. I think one of my favorite things about doing what we do now is having that freedom and flexibility to decide. Yeah. Right? Yes, I have office hours. I have I have a schedule. But yesterday, prime example, I needed to take the day off because – We've been going through some stuff as a family. My my middle daughter was struggling with it. We, we just needed a day together. And so yep. to have the ability to just say, okay, fine. And now look, I we got we spent the day together. I came back. I worked late last night, right? I was in the office until one o'clock in the morning. But who cares? I have the ability to do that, right? I've, I've got the freedom yeah. and flexibility to be able to do that. And so I, that's that's one of my my favorite things is you know, I, I'm I'm the guy now. I'm the the dad now who, when this the school schedule comes out in September, I go through from September until June. I know we run a weird schedule in Canada, and I block out all the PD days. I block out all you know March break, like all the different yeah. days that the kids are going to be off school. I can block those off on my calendar now ahead, so that if they're going to be home, you know, we can go and do something. We can hang out. We can do something fun or whatever. We can find that yeah. balance. Because what the heck is the point? in, in exactly. doing this, if you can't take time and spend it with your family, right? Like wh mm -hmm. why even, why that's the, to me, that was the whole point of this whole entrepreneurial venture in the first place. Yes. I need a job. Yes. Yep. I need to make money, but I got so tired in my day job of having my schedule completely dictated to me, uh, you know, never being able to take time off when I wanted to uh, having time off scheduled and then getting told you got to come in and work or what, right? Like I didn't, wasn't mm -hmm. doing that anymore. So 
that was a big part of the, the sales pitch of voiceover for me. I'll say though, it takes sacrifice, right? To have that kind of balance because especially when you're building your business, oh yeah, yep. those first couple of years, it was anytime anyone was sleeping, I was in the booth yep. recording auditions or jobs or yep. doing marketing. And so, yeah, you have some crazy hours, especially at the beginning when you're trying to build that up, but it's worth it. Short-term pain for long-term gain, right? Yeah. And I mean, speaking of short-term pain for long-term gain, let's just address this again. Like you literally, 2020 was your first year, right? Like I cannot believe how far you have come. Here we are, January of 2024. So that's like three years basically, right? I mean, you're in your fourth year, but this, this three years that you've been doing this and how far you have come, but you've been able to do it because you've made the sacrifices in the right places. You've been able to find that balance, still do all the things. Obviously you've, you've made the right decisions when it comes to training. And when you said, I got a, when you said, uh, I did a Google search about how do you get into voiceover it? I was like, Oh my gosh, how many people have done that Google search (laughs) and totally got taken down the wrong path and, and, and had to start over. But what would you say are some of the smartest decisions, best investments, mm-hmm. whatever that you've made that have allowed you to go from, you know, in three years to build a very successful and, and thriving business? What are some of the, if you're looking back now, you know, you said earlier, hindsight's twenty twenty. what are some of the big yeah. difference makers? Yeah. Um, definitely in the top three is good coaching. Mm-hmm. I, I started off with, you know, just a local person uh, who didn't specialize in voiceover and made a demo off of that and wholeheartedly regret it. But you know what? You start where you can start. And that's where I could start. So your first demo is your tuition. I say that all the time. For a lot of us, that is our that is just our tuition. That's the the, the price that we pay to to learn and, and gain entry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say. After that, you know, I coached, I did a lot of workshop coaching with various coaches to just kind of see who do I fit with, who do who do I learn best from, and honestly, I couldn't afford private coaching. Um, I grew my business incrementally, so book a few jobs, reinvest that money, book a few jobs, reinvest that money, and thankfully, most of my business years, we've been in a position that we could do that. We live off my husband's income, so I can just reinvest most of the money that I make uh, in these first few years. So incremental investments would be a big one. Uh, but once I realized I, I had a knack for it, I learned quickly, I'm directed easily, then I just said, you know what? I'm going to the top. I'm not wasting my time. Yeah. I'm going to coach with people that are excellent. And so I started coaching with Anganguza and Dave Walsh and then joined you for mastermind. And, um, you know, having coaches that are at the top giving feedback really, really propelled my own performance. So great coaching, but also took your playbook. Here's a plug for playbook. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but I didn't know anything about running a business. You know, this is not in my background at all. And so taking playbook was absolutely the step that I needed to kind of enter that world of marketing and knowing what you're doing. (laughs) And then getting the invitation to join the mastermind group for 2022, that changed everything. And I'm not 
trying to exaggerate that, it really changed everything for me to have a year that was so focused on me and my business and having access to one-on-ones with you, having access to the rest of the group and their collective knowledge and experience, so invaluable. And we've continued that mastermind group. Twice every month we meet together. So it's been two years now. I love that. That we've been meeting together. And that that group has been so, so pivotal. It's a catch-22 in some senses where when you're starting out and the money's not there and you're trying to do things as affordably as possible, right? You're, you're Because mm-hmm. the, you've got a very small budget or no budget, but you're trying to build a business. And, and I'm not going to say you can't do it that way. You can. It's just going to take a lot longer. But mm-hmm. if you have the ability to make those investments in the right people, it makes such a huge difference in, in being able to yeah. get to where you want to go faster. It's a return on investment that I think more often than not will, will pay for itself quicker because you're Absolutely. going to be better faster. You're going to book better faster. And I think you are an example of what can happen when you take that risk. And I mean, let's be honest, it, it, Oh, it was a risk. Yes. I know there were some scary, some butt puckering investment experiences yeah. for you. Like you really, but it, but it, even though it was a risk, and and we can get into that, I also know that there was just this element of faith in you. Like I can do this. I'm mm. going to do this, which makes taking those risks, I don't know, a little bit more easier. Is it a little yeah. more, a little more palatable, a little less to- fearful? Like th- talk to us a little bit about that because I know. You spent a lot of money, you spent it in a lot of the right places, but it's not like you just had, you know, truckloads of Mm-mm. cash just sitting around just no. waiting for something to do with it. Like, talk about that. Well, I think at some point you just have to decide I'm worth the investment. If you're going to be serious about anything, voiceover or anything, you have to decide I'm worth the investment. Put skin in the game. Yep. And you will work harder (laughs) and you'll see more results because you have invested into it. You know, we, you were with me for that, the scariest year of investing when my husband was jobless for nine months and he was transitioning to a totally different field. So he's doing schooling and working 60 hours a week, you know, training. And here I am like, ah, baby business, trying to provide for the family. Yep. But Having a supportive partner absolutely matters. And my husband is full of faith and saw from the very beginning, like, you're good at this. You want to do this. Let's go. Let's let's do it. And, you know, we didn't we don't like debt. So I was I wasn't the person that was spending thousands and thousands of dollars I didn't have because I I just can't live like that. Yep. But, yeah, you just have to decide, am I doing this or am I not doing this? Timing's everything. And, you know, for some people, for instance, if you would have asked me in 2017, do you want to do it part-time? Meh, maybe. And eh, I was still juggling a lot of other things. There, right. It was in a different season of life. But yep. the timing was right. I had the motive. I mean, it was, I was very inspired. And I, yeah, I think it all just worked out as far as timing, support, and motivation. The belief in yourself, I think, is a factor too, though, because I think if you went back and replayed 2022, for example, and some of the big investments that you made and some of those you know, risks that you took, 
but you did like that when I was without, crying yeah. with you on the, yeah. I'm like, Mark, I can't do this. Yes. I, I remember some of those conversations, but, but if you went back and did that without that belief in yourself, yeah. I genuinely think it would have turned out differently. Yes, I do too. I do too. But you, you asked me a really, a really big question. You know, there are times in life where I, I feel like that wasn't just you saying that or anybody else. Like I felt like God was saying to me, like pointed in my heart. Mm -hmm. You asked me, Jennifer, are you a woman of faith or are you a woman of fear? And I was like, I am going to be. It sounds so harsh when you say it back now. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was out of care and concern. You could see the bigger picture. You know, you were asking me all the questions. Have you done this? Do you have this? Are you so you're ready to make this leap? And it was about my booth, right? Like I. I was in a stress, talk about working from home, you know, kids, 18 months, schooling from home, husbands at home. And it was so stressful to work. It was so stressful. And I just told myself, I am not going to put this burden on my family anymore. So I worked my butt off, saved all my pennies for this, for this booth. And, you know, I remember you asking me all those questions. Is this a wise investment? Do you have the cash? Et cetera, et cetera. And I just needed that little kick to so push the place order button. A year separated from that now. Has it paid for oh. itself? Is it an investment oh, yeah, that was yeah. worth it? Yes. Yes. Not just paid for itself monetarily, but in peace. Yep. I mean, my whole family, like they can live their lives, you know, while I work. And, and you know oh, that you've got yeah, a place to record it. where you're going to deliver exactly what the client mm-hmm. needs, right? You're going to deliver yeah. that, that top-notch audio. So you're award nominated now, which also happened very quickly, but it's also a testament to how you have built your business. You've, you've done things the right way. So talk about that, that first nomination, because I know there's more than Mm -hmm. one, uh, but, but talk about that, that first nomination, what it was for and what that felt like. I mean, you think being, your kids think being on the podcast makes you a (laughs) rock star. Forget that. The the award (laughs) nomination is what makes you the rock star. Oh. Well, yeah, that was a shock. I coached with Anne Ganguza, who is just the queen of narration. She is a brilliant coach. And and she's a very strategic producer. So she listens to you as you go through this process, and she vocally brands you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we coached for months, and she created this demo with John Chaminsky, her audio engineer. And I was just floored that something like that could be the end result. Um, I was so happy with it. And she said at the end of that recording session, we hadn't even heard the demo yet. And she said, I want to nominate this. I want to submit this for the Sovis nomination. And I thought, me, mine, like that's the win. And Ganguza thinks it's worth, (laughs) you know, submitting. Um, And then it got nominated and that was incredible. So my husband and I decided it's been a really hard year. We are going to, uh, by that time he had a job. So we were reaching stability and yep. we just said, we're going to go celebrate yes. because we've lived through some really, really hard seasons. And 
So we went out to LA. That was super fun. Um, you know, did the whole red carpet thing. Very out of my element. This is my element. Like talking one-on-one with someone. I don't think I have ever <laughs> been more <laughs> uncomfortable in my life than when I went to the, the Voice Arts Awards the year that I was nominated and walked the red carpet. And I was like, I do not belong here. This is so yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's special, right? No, it's such an honor. Yeah. Um, and it was so neat to meet people from the industry. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a really, but we made a vacation of it yep. and had four days together sightseeing and just really celebrated his his job, his new job, and then my nomination. So that was in 2022, December of 2022. That is the perfect lead into what I wanted to talk about, which, you know, was the, the primary reason why I brought you on the podcast, but I knew you had a good story too. But recently you posted a video on LinkedIn that as soon as I saw it, I like, it just made me so happy. Like watching that video just brought me joy because it's something that is very important to me. It's something that I talk about a yeah. lot, but to see you practice it in the way that you practice it, I was like, I got to talk to her about this. So talk to us about the happy jar. <laughs> well, I can't take credit for this because Victoria Riley in our mastermind group actually brought the idea to our group at the beginning of 2023. She she's from the UK. So I don't know if that's why she calls it a happy jar. I don't know. Victoria is such a wonderful person. Yep. And she said that one of her goals for 2023 was working on her mindset. Mm -hmm. And so she said, here's what I'm going to do. Every time something good happens in my business, I'm going to write it down and put it in my happy jar. And we all said, that's brilliant. Yeah. We're all going to do it, too. So throughout the year. Anytime that anything happened that I was grateful for, could be big or small in my business specifically. I did throw some personal stuff in there too, sure. but I would throw it in that jar. And whenever there was like a, a real slump in business or, you know, I lost a job or a client went a different direction, all of that stuff, yep. I just pull out a little slip of paper, didn't know what it was going to be, and then read what I had written down. And it was just a reminder to me that good things are happening yeah. in my business. Because, you know, when we get when we get bad news, it can be overwhelming. And it's almost like it's all we can see. And we forget all the really great things that have happened mm -hmm. and are currently happening. Yep. And we can just dwell on that and toss it around in our heads over and over and over. And before you know it, you're just miserable. And then you get in the slump and you're performing poorly, you're not booking, and it's just this cycle, right? So the jar was a way uh, to remind ourselves that really good things are happening. I think for me, my mindset has changed dramatically over the last few years, uh, even prior to starting voiceover, but I'm not a naturally optimistic person. My personality is more bent to I can see problems in order to fix them. And that's based out of a need for security and safety. Yep. But if I, I really had to grow an awareness because my husband's the opposite. Like he's so he sees the world in a very different way than I do. And when we first got married, uh, he probably would have called me a pessimist. I definitely said that I was an I 
I was an idealist, right? Like I saw things as they were not an idealist, but a realist. A realist. I see yes. things. I oh see my things gosh, as that was are, my line. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've had to grow in awareness of all the goodness in life. Yeah. And the gratitude jar was just, I call it a gratitude jar, happy jar, whatever you want to do. But it was just a very practical way to on a weekly basis have that in front of me. So it's literally on my desk. I see it every single day. I love it. And I just keep adding to it. And so at the end of the year, we all decided we're going to come together as a group for our final meeting of the year and we'll all pull out three things and read them. And that was such a fun experience to uh, hear a lot of that stuff we had walked through together. Mm -hmm. You know, we'd been there in the slump or we'd been there when they booked that gig or won yep. that award or whatever. But some of them were surprising, you know, because you don't disclose absolutely everything about your life and business sure. with your accountability group. Yep. And and so what I did is I took my jar and I came into my booth and I just hit record. And it was the first time I had pulled anything out in probably four months. So I just hit record and for seven minutes, I just read them out loud and reacted to them. Yep. And then made a video about it. But it was such a special seven minutes because having that moment to reflect on a full year, like you don't realize how much goodness has been in your life. That's right. Until you it's so much easier to focus on everything that went wrong or the, the goals that yeah. didn't get hit or or the struggles, the challenges, et cetera. And you forget all the amazing things that did happen or that you did mm -hmm. do or that you did achieve. So that's why I love it so much. I loved the the concept of it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing it again. I've Good. got my happy jar. have like five things in it already. Watching you respond to it in the video, that was my favorite part because, you know, you, mm. you feel that, right? You you feel that. And yeah. I, I had a an experience. I don't even know what it was, probably 10 or, 10 or 12 years ago. I don't want to think about it now because it makes me feel old, but <laughs> I went through this season in my life where I, I recognized that my attitude was crap and, and I needed to do something mm. about it. And, uh, I discovered the book of awesome. And so I read the the book of awesome and it, and mm. it's like a thousand of the most random things, but things that just can, you know, things that are awesome, things that make you happy, that spark joy, whatever. And so I made this commitment to myself that I was going to do, uh, one good thing. I, I created a blog called it one good thing. And every day for 365 days, I was not allowed to go to bed at night until I had mm. found one good thing in my day. And it did not matter what happened that day. Like it literally like a yeah. asteroid could have fallen from the sky and crashed on my house and, and blew it up. It didn't matter. I needed to find one good thing because somewhere in the midst yeah. of everything that was going on, there was still something to be thankful for, something to be grateful yeah. for. And, and doing that for a year completely changed my personality and, and completely yes. changed my outlook. That's why there's a module in voiceover marketing playbook, mm -hmm. which is a marketing it's course, the but there, there's a module in there about mindset because of how important it is. And so, you know, it, it's, it's something that people have heard me talk about a million times, but when I see somebody practicing it in, in such a tangible and fun way, I was like, see, that's everybody could do that. Every, everybody yeah. should do yeah. that. Everybody should have a yeah. jar sitting on their desk. And it's not like, I think this, the other thing to understand is it's not like only when you book a big national commercial right. or, or sign a, 
you know, a huge job through your agent or something like that. It's like, you know, like one of the highlights of my Christmas break, which is so stupid, but I went to Staples because I got a new planner. My wife got me a, a new set of planners for Christmas and the pen that I was using to write in the planners was crap. I hated it. It was not the right pen for the planner. And I went to Staples and I found this pen and it was the perfect pen for writing in my planner. And it made me so happy to go. have this. This and it that's it seems stupid. Yeah. But when you're having a bad day and you think the world is against you and you can find mm-hmm. even a, a, a moment of joy or gratitude in something as simple as that pen, it changes your mentality. It, it it yeah. changes you in that moment. This this full focus planner that I'm using this year, and everybody's gonna be like, "What? You're the clever fox guy?" Yes, <laughs> my wife bought me the full focus planner, so I'm gonna use the full focus planner. But that's the last thing on every day because you write in it every day, mm-hmm. and the last thing is, "What's your win for today?" Mm-hmm. And so by the time you're done, right? If you use it for the whole year, then in theory you should be able to go back and see 365 wins big and yeah. small, right? To to remind you of all of the good things because I can promise you by December, you won't remember yeah. the good things that happened in January because you'll be too busy stressing about, you know, Christmas credit card bills or whatever. But to be able to go back and see that and reflect on that, I think is yeah. is so important to to keeping your mindset in the right place. Yeah, we all have really hard stuff in life. Yeah. Like that's just part of being human and you can't escape that. But I'm really convinced that even in the hardest seasons, there's always more goodness than hardship. Mm-hmm. We just need eyes to see it. Yep. And the way, one of the ways that we develop that awareness is by practicing gratitude. It and changes it's your just default like, programming. Yes. It's just like any skill, right? It's, you practice something until it becomes a habit. And then those habits form you deeply. And then you become a grateful person. And, you know, I can say after especially the last couple of years of being very intentional in gratitude, my mindset is different. Yeah. And I remember uh, someone in our group was like, Jen, I can't imagine you being, you know, someone who's like skeptical or ungrateful. And I said, well, that's just the power of your ability to change. You know, that's we all have that capability. Yep. Um, yep. So, you know, and I, I think. It's kind of like, have you heard like the red car analogy where you're going to find what you're looking for? Yep. So we just this past summer finally got rid of our 2006 Chrysler minivan, graduated. It's a big, big uh, moment in every parent's life, graduating from the the minivan to the SUV. (laughs) But I knew what I wanted. I wanted a Volkswagen Atlas. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody who had one. I'd never driven one. But once we got, once we were looking for one, I saw them everywhere. Yep. Like everybody has an Atlas. Everybody drives it. But I could see it because that's what I was looking for. And it's, it's the same. If you want to find trouble and problems, I promise you will find them because they are everywhere. Yep. But you get to choose where you put your focus. And if you choose now at the beginning of the year, I'm going to be intentional in my gratitude. Then by the end of this year, you will be a more grateful person. Yeah. You will have eyes to see the goodness in your life that is more overwhelming than you could possibly imagine right now. And it's not only going to change you, but it's going to change the people around you as well, right? Like it yeah. changes the way that you interact with your with your spouse or your significant other. It changes the way you interact with your kids or or colleagues or whatever. It's, it's so, it really, it, 
I don't know. I I was not the guy that ever believed in it until I lived through it. And now I'm like, yeah. you know, the biggest evangelist for it. But people get sick of hearing it from me. So it's so nice to have a story from somebody else to share. So here's what we're going to do. This, I, As I was listening to you talk, I was like, what where where do we take this? So here's what we're going to do, because we're going to honor Victoria because she was the yeah. inspiration behind it. So hashtag happy jar. Okay. This, this is what we're going <laughs> to do. We go. We're going to do hashtag happy jar. So the challenge is now laid down. This is where accountability starts. Jennifer has, has brought this to us and told us this story and go back and look up the video on LinkedIn. I'll, uh, I'll try to include it in the show notes if I can. Did it's you on Instagram. It's as well. on Instagram. Okay. So look it up on, on LinkedIn or Instagram and I'll, I'll post in the show notes, but use that as your inspiration to get your happy jar. And now, you know, everybody complains about not having social media content, not knowing what I'm supposed to do. So we're going to kill two birds with one stone here. First there of all, we go. we're going to totally change your mindset over the course of the year because you're going to stick to this for the entire year. Second of all, we're going to give you something you post on social media because every once in a while you're going to create a, a hashtag happy jar uh, post. But then, you know, when we all start to do it, we're going to we're going to just create this viral movement in the, in yeah, the voiceover wouldn't industry. Wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be fun? Like, honestly... Wouldn't it be nice to sign into social media and walk away with a smile yeah. for a change? Like, yeah, you know, it can be yes. a, it can be a pretty depressing place sometimes. So, so that's what we're gonna do in honor in honor of, of Victoria's idea. We're gonna call it the Happy Jar. We'll do hashtag Happy Jar. So the challenge is get your jar, fill it up, put in those moments, not just the really big, you know, super yeah. huge moments, but you know, I nailed that audition, or mm -hmm. I had a great interaction with a client or a lead that I reached out to uh, responded and said they're going to add me to the roster, whatever it is, right? Like yeah, doesn't need to all be the big things, but, but we're going to, you know, that's the challenge for the year. I'm glad we're doing this at the, in the early part of the year because now we can, we can revisit this and, and we can use the, the yeah. hashtag happy jar to, to, you know, hold people accountable to it as well. Every once in a while we'll post, you know, are you filling your happy jar? You know, and on that note, because we are such a great community, sometimes we need to borrow other people's eyes. Yeah. Like you're in the rut, you're yep. in the trench, and you desperately need somebody who is outside of that, who has a different perspective of your season that can help you see the good and call that out. You know, um, we do that all the time in our in our mastermind group, but that's so, so essential to yep. help because all of us are going to end up there. Yep. We all get in ruts. 100%. We all go through hard stuff. And to have a community that lifts each other up and says, yeah, but this is what I see. Here's the goodness, even in that hard season. I love it. All right. That's what we're going to do. Hashtag happy jar. Okay, Jennifer, where do we find you on social media so people can get connected and, and we can follow along with your uh, hashtag happy jar as well? Sure. I'm on Instagram daily. I love it. Uh, Jennifer's.voice. And then I'm trying to be better on LinkedIn. So yeah, you can find me there too. I guess I'm on Facebook too, but I'm not very intentional. So Instagram, Instagram is my for sure. One. LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. LinkedIn. We'll put those yeah. in the show notes as well. So people can find them. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on and, and, and sharing Thanks that story and, and credit to Victoria for the, for the yes. idea, but I, I love it. And, and not just the happy jar story too, but your story of where you've, where you've come and, and, and how quickly like really how quickly you've got there. And uh, I think it's a credit to to doing things the right way, making the right decisions, working with the right people, spending and investing in, in the right areas. But then also attitude is such a big factor in all of it, right? It the, is. 
the belief in yourself and, and the gratitude that you have on the journey. So thank you for thank you for sharing that thank and for you. inspiring us with your story. You're very welcome. Wherever you are in your voiceover journey, I hope that you've been encouraged by Jennifer's story. It hasn't been that long that she's been building her business and she's already found incredible success because she's been very intentional about doing things the right way, but also because she's been very intentional about her mindset and having that attitude of gratitude. Remember, hashtag happy jar. I want to see pictures and reels of your happy jars. So put them up on Instagram. Make sure you tag me at Mark Scott and tag Jennifer at jennifers.voice. And I will put those in the show notes. We want to see them. Hashtag happy jar. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. You have a great website, right? Well, make sure you host it at some place that doesn't suck. Hey, it's Brad Newman, fellow VO pro for 28 years and owner of UpperLevelHosting.com. People ask why us, and that's simple. We make it easy, respect your time, save you money, and just make all the magic happen. You don't need to know all the tech stuff when it comes to hosting your website. We got you. Ask around tens of thousands of client interactions later and six years of amazing customer service and not a single negative complaint ever. UpperLevelHosting.com. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at Vopreneur.com.